0: And welcome to the On Kick Family Hour. I'm your host, Ryan Van Biver. With me, as always, Stephen White. How are you today, Stephen? I'm doing fantastic. How about you? Uh, you know, not too bad. How was your Thanksgiving? We were off the air last week for the holiday. I so.
1: was pretty good. I can't complain at all. I ate too much as usual. Yeah,
0: it was good. I, you know, I think the only regret I honestly have was I was telling somebody this this morning is like we had it at my wife's folks' house and I didn't bring home enough leftovers and I wish I would <laughs> I wish I would have brought more because like Thanksgiving leftovers I had, I polished off the leftover stuffing like that night during the yeah. during the the Steelers Colts game and it was probably the most exciting <laughs> thing about the Steelers Colts game. <laughs> But mm-hmm. I like I never like stuffing. It's the thing you like. I eat it once a year on Thanksgiving. And I'm like, man, I just go to town on it. I don't know what it is about stuffing. But, man, it just, it's just good. And I just I can't stop eating it.
1: Yeah. Just, <laughs> I'm a big stuffing guy anyway, a big dressing guy. So, yeah. I mean, and it's all bread, basically. So, it's like the worst thing for you. You gain like five or ten pounds in a day.
0: Oh, yeah. But,
1: yeah. Is is It might not be good for me, but it's good to me.
0: <laughs> yeah, between that and pumpkin pie, I'm just like, oh, man, this week's a loss. <laughs> Can- I'm canceling leg day the day after, that's for sure.
2: Absolutely.
0: Oh, man. Well, uh those games seem like, I mean, that's the crazy thing now. It's like those games seem like they were a year ago, and here we are, another Thursday, another Cowboys game, and... Like I say, uh, we've said many times, you are what your record are, and the Cowboys are the cream of the crop right now.
1: Yeah, and, and every time, it's, it's kind of like, I think for so long, people were holding out hope that they were kind of a myth. Like, well, yeah, this week they're playing a real team. They just haven't played anybody, yeah. and on and on and on. And then finally, you know, people thought, well, you know, Washington, that's the team that's going to knock them off. And, yeah. You know, they, they beat Washington, pretty good now. Uh, so uh, and and uh, Dak Prescott rose to the occasion several times in that game. So they do. they are legit. Um, I, I, there really isn't an argument against them anymore at this point.
0: No, no, now it'll be interesting. I, not tonight's game. I think that sort looks like sort of a wash to me. I mean, I know Dallas doesn't have the most fearsome pass rush in the league, but you don't really need a fearsome pass rush. Like the Bears proved. <laughs> To stop the Vikings offense.
1: Well, that's awkward because I picked the Vikings.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I picked Washington last week, so what do I know? <laughs> oh man, I, I don't know. It's interesting to see, but uh, it'll be. Uh, we'll see what happens tonight. Why did you pick the Vikings? What made you think that?
1: Because Thursday night games are fucking stupid. <laughs> This literally my number one reason. I was like, everything tells you that this should be a Cowboys win. But Thursday night games are fucking stupid and Minnesota's at home, so that means their yeah. pass rush has a good chance against uh, the Cowboys as well. Then your Hunter <clears throat> against Doug Free should be a pretty interesting matchup tonight, especially if the Vikings crowd is into it. So, um, you know, uh I, I think the Cowboys, like I say, I, I really do think they're legit. But just Thursday night games are, are really stupid. And, and just so many times, and not just this year, but even in past years, the team that you're just sure is going to win yeah. ends up losing. So why not, why not this, this one?
0: Well, at least both but, these teams are coming in on a short week like they usually are on Thursday.
1: Right. And, but the thing is, I, I picked them before this whole Mike Zimmer emergency eye surgery situation. But that's kind of making me lean towards Minnesota, too. Like, maybe they'll win one for the Gipper. They'll go out there with <laughs> Zimmer. You just never know. You know, crazy <laughs> stuff, man. I'm just saying.
0: Uh, John Madden would agree. Did you see the John Madden stuff about Thursday Night Football this week? No, I missed it. And he basically came out and said, Thursday Night Football's trash, and they should do away with
1: it. Hey, man. Uh, you point to the lie. I mean, <laughs> The guy, the guy is—he's—he's he's speaking the gospel, and, and we've all said it. But you know, the NFL is not turning down that money.
0: Mm-mm, that's you know, that's an easy seven hundred million dollars for one game, man. Jer- Jerry Jones himself—no way Thursday night football is going away. So I guess it's here to stay. At least they're going to do away with it. Sounds like, at any rate, the uh, the old nine a.m. games from London. <laughs>
1: Yeah, those are usually trash too. Yeah, <laughs> so.
0: those are always bad. Those London games are always bad. Just wait till they have at least like eight of year in London too, <laughs> and one in China. And one...
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> now I'll take the one in Mexico City because if there's a chance for some a laser pointer to be a twelfth man, I'll always oh, watch
1: man. that. Oh <laughs> man, and it's legal. How about that? It's legal. So. Yeah, <laughs> really could happen again. <laughs>
0: surprised that's like never happened before.
1: Well, the thing about it is it never happened before. So what even made them think to do it this time? Yeah. but
2: you know, It's, it's crazy.
0: Yeah. i I'd never seen anything like that. And like, you know, having been a kid in high school at one point in time, I'm kind of surprised because laser pointers, man.
1: <laughs> Real. Like, seriously. Aren't they fun to play with, though? You know, so you got like... A, a pet or something, oh, like yeah. a cat or a dog. Oh, they're fun. Oh, they're yeah. Fun. Oh, yeah. They're,
0: uh... But,
1: you know, play with your cat, point it at an NFL quarterback. Same thing.
0: <laughs> it's not like Brock Osweiler needed any help playing the way he's playing. Oh, no. <laughs>
1: and I'm not even trying to blame his performance definitely on that, but, yeah, it had to be at least a little awkward for him regardless. Oh,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I guess – I want to go back to last week and ask you a question since you're close to the team or, you know, you watch the team play. What happened with the Bucks and Seahawks last week?
1: Well, on the one hand, when you when you watch the film, it did kind of seem like the Seahawks just figured they, you know, they're just going to walk off the bus and win the game just because they're the Seahawks and it's mm-hmm. the Bucks. Um <clears throat> But at the same time, the Bucks played well, at least – you know, well enough. Yeah. Uh, the offense kind of stagnated in the second half uh, for various reasons. They had some turnovers, but <clears throat> that, that offensive line for the Seahawks was just terrible. Um Absolutely terrible. They were starting a center for the first time all year, I think.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I forget what his name is. Yeah,
0: because Britt was uh,
1: out. Yeah, but everybody else is pretty much, well, and Fant, you know, the, the left guard, I mean, the left tackle, yeah, um, obviously they, they never played since like what, what was it he never played since like since junior high, high school. High school. <laughs> no junior
0: maybe it was like eighth grade.
1: And really and listen, um uh the rookie, Noah Spence for the Bucks, was killing Fant all game.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I've seen Fant play and, and he really to me he kinda held his own since he'd been in the lineup. We knew that it wasn't really, you know. Gonna be a great situation for him, but uh, Noah Spence, man, who's really been coming on strong, kind of exposed the guy. Like he was just whooping him <laughs> as a pass rusher over and over again. So um, you know you can you can put it somewhat on what at least looked like the Seahawks not taking them seriously. But at the same time, the Bucks made plays too. They they just they were all over Russell Wilson. And never really allowed him to feel comfortable all day back in the pocket.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's kind of funny because, I mean, like in the, what, about a month or so before that, there were three games before that. Man, the Seahawks offense was rolling. I mean, they were just dropping 40 point games on opponents. I, mean, I think they'd scored 90 points in their three games before that, something.
1: It's something like that, and, and they looked like they were rolling, like you said. But look, you you come from west to east,
2: yeah,
1: and you you lose those hours. That can be a problem. And then, like I said, I mean, it didn't look like they were all that, um, you know, hyped about the game initially, at least. And, and the next thing you know, they down fourteen to whatever, fourteen to three or whatever, fourteen to two. <laughs> they they scored five points, and two of them came from the defense. And and they were playing. They were playing from behind after that. So that meant they had to pass the football a lot. And that, that Buccaneers defense got after them. Uh, Alteron Werner also had a huge interception. Mm-hmm. You know, and his father passed, um, I believe, right after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Last. Week. So he was playing. You know, uh, obviously an emotional game for him, and he ended up making one of the bigger plays of the game. So the Bucs played inspired football. Um, Mike Evans made some plays, uh, had, had the nice fade route uh, over uh, Sherman, and they, they just they outplayed them. They definitely flat foot outplayed them on Sunday night. Uh, they're gonna have to, they gotta do something about their offensive line, man.
2: Yeah,
1: I mean, I talked about Noah Spence, but everybody was getting whooped. Uh, Gerald McCoy was wreaking havoc, and that that was the problem the whole day was it they you know. You're used to it. You know, we talked about the offensive line being a dumpster fire, but to me, it's gotten even worse now. You know, yeah. they, they were able to hide there for a few games, but on Sunday, it was just terrible.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then that the running games, it suffers. It's just the whole thing. I mean, it's a uh, – everybody's got – that's kind of what's interesting. Like, I mean, outside of the – I mean, even I think the Cowboys, but – you look at all those kind of playoff teams, the division leaders and those teams that are kind of floating around the wild card spots in the NFC, they all have – like there's not really any one sort of flawless team. They all have kind of an Achilles heel, so to speak, going into – heading into the stretch run here, it seems like.
1: Oh, yeah. And look, <laughs> I said I was mad at the Seahawks for getting rid of Christine Michael, my, my breakout player. <laughs> <laughs> But how ironic is it, you know, like the week after they uh, cut him, the guy that they were so uh, high on, C.J. ProSize, ends up getting hurt. Yeah. So now they really could have used Christine Michael. They should have probably held on to him. I know he hasn't really made much of an impact in Green Bay yet, but, you know, I think he would have helped. I said this before. When you got a terrible offensive line, you need a guy that's going to hit the hole. Mm-hmm. he's got to be able to hit the hole because those holes are going to close so much faster than when you run it behind, say the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. And that's the one thing that Christian Michael, Michael could do, you know, maybe instead of uh, uh, saying, if you need two yards, he'll get your three. If you need six, he'll get your three, mm-hmm. but at least it's three. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He, he was going to get those. So um, I think that might have come back to haunt them a little bit uh, being, you know, so readily getting rid of that guy. Yeah.
0: It seems like, and it seems like they do that every season with Christine. I guess they don't. Uh, this is probably not the year they're going to bring him back, <laughs> though.
1: But oh well, yeah, I mean he's with the Packers now. But you know, well then again he was with, like with with the Cowboys last year, and yeah. they end up for the playoffs. But it's just uh, maybe it's a, a, a you know personality conflict with the you know with him and the coaching staff or whatever. Yeah. I, that's what it kind of seemed like to me. Yeah, from the aftermath of it, but. Um, just I I would have thought he'd have done enough for them at least to you know, they could have benched him or whatever, but at least just to hang on to him. Yeah. But I they had other thoughts in it and yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, that's interesting. I don't will see. Did you see I, you mentioned the Packers. That's probably a good team to talk about a little bit too because they looked a lot better. They looked good again on Monday night. I mean, maybe that was just a function of the Eagles not playing very well. But, I mean, Aaron Rodgers was sort of in, like, Aaron Rodgers form. The the Aaron Rodgers you're used to seeing, you know?
1: Oh, absolutely. That one uh, touchdown throw, man. Whew, oh, yeah. <laughs> you're not going to see very many better than that. He just dropped it right in the bucket right past the defender, who was in good position, but he threw it so quickly and it just dropped right in there that by the time the defender turned his head around, the ball was going by. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like the perfect throw, perfect placement, perfect everything about that throw. And we know that um, Aaron Rodgers can do those kind of things.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I personally feel like, you know, the coaching staff hasn't really helped him a lot throughout this season. And, and that's been a big part of his struggles. Uh, but against the Eagles, they, they had some, some nice things dialed up. And he just made some really nice passes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's funny too because it sort of coincides with, I, you know, Devontae Adams has a big game and he disappears. And he has a big game and he disappears. And then he had a big game last week against Philadelphia with two touchdowns and 100 and some yards. So it's interesting that they get that and then they get some contributions on the ground and all of a sudden their offense kind of looks like what you expect the Packers offense to look like again, you know?
1: Yeah, it always helps when the supporting cast does their share as well. <laughs> and, and certainly Devontae Adams still is just madly, uh inconsistent. But, you know, like I said, a lot of those times you look and there just aren't guys open. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't care how accurate you are, there, ain't, there just isn't anywhere to throw to them sometimes on film.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, way too much for the Packers this year.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, but then there's also you know, uh, been some talk about Rogers missing some reads early on in game. Yeah, uh, I've seen some clips where maybe he's too excited or whatever. But early in games, he's missing reads down the field, wide mm-hmm. open. Um, and in this particular game against the Eagles, for whatever reason, he came out just on fire.
2: Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, and his numbers, like like for all the panic and stuff about him this year. His numbers, overall numbers, I mean, I know this is probably more from a fantasy perspective than anything else, but not bad. I mean, 27 touchdowns, 64.5% completion rate, 3,000 yards. I mean, that's not – could be a lot worse. I mean, he's uh, he's definitely not the Packers' biggest problem as to why they're 5-6, and six, I, I guess.
1: Uh, yeah, definitely not. Uh, <laughs> you know, and, and look, their defense played a little bit better too, I thought. Yeah. Are they, uh, it's funny they got what a difference that makes. Yeah, definitely.
0: <laughs> it's a—it's uh, interesting. I guess the biggest story this week has been one that's near and dear to my heart is the Eric Dickerson-Jeff Fisher flop in Los Angeles.
1: Only Jeff Fisher can screw a situation like that up. Uh.
0: <laughs> the it's, best
1: listen, part of it. <laughs> You know what I'm saying. It's not hard, man. It really isn't hard. You got to go out of your way to fuck something like that up. And he did.
0: Oh, yeah. He got caught lying about it, too, is the, is, was, the, was the part I really appreciated. Yeah. Like Dickerson kind of like, well, you know, somebody told me. And, and it hadn't really become a big deal. And then Fisher got asked about it Monday in the press conference and lied about it. And then Dickerson blew up. That's when Dickerson lost it went off on him on the radio. After now night.
1: you know you know that Dickerson, that was bait anyway. Oh, he yeah. threw that out there just to see if if Jeff Fisher was going to deny it. And man, he could have. That's what I'm saying. He could have easily just said, "No comment." You know, we're trying to address the situation behind the scenes, or yeah. you know, we're this is unfortunate. We're going to work to try to rectify it. He didn't have to lie about it though. Yeah, he got to lie, Craig. <laughs> and <laughs> so as soon as he lied, that gave. Um, Dickerson, the opening to go ahead and blast him. Oh yeah. So you know you got to be smarter than that. You just got to. And it's, then didn't he come back after that and kind of sort of admit that he'd done it and like, well, you know, you can't be asking for favors. Yeah, you, yeah. Really, dude. Seriously, everything <laughs> he gave to that franchise and he don't get if he can't <laughs> complain about the franchise with everything he actually gave to the franchise. Then yeah, who the hell can't?
0: Yeah. Well, and it's, to, you know, it's part of a bigger problem here because it's like, you got to have a little thicker skin than that if you're going to be a coach in the National Football League, and especially if you're going to be a coach in the National Football League in a country's second largest market, and you're going to run out a piece of shit team week after week.
1: Some old 79 bullshit, and you got the mad to be, <laughs> you got the nerve to be sitting up here mad because somebody criticized you.
0: You lost it. man, Listen. <laughs> it's just it's funny too how the like i notice the press in los angeles is turned on him all in a way that st louis media never did obviously but and it's not going well i mean you go out that that game against new orleans last week was woof i mean it hadn't in to start off with in such a positive way i mean they come out and get 21 points pretty quick and jared goff looks all right you know rookie quarterback they waited and waited and Sure enough, he goes out there. It looks like he's going to have a big game, and then man, the wheels just fucking come off. And I know that that was the the subplot of all that was Sean Payton sticking it <laughs> to Greg Williams, which was you know not, yep. he pretty was pretty open about that after the game.
1: <laughs> I mean, I feel him. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I mean, yeah. the thing I think people forget about all that bounty game and stuff is that he snitched. You know, yeah. is that Greg Robinson, who actually seemed to have done most of the, the most egregious stuff, turned around and snitched on everybody. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, I, I can understand why that was personal for him. <laughs> uh, and you could tell it was, too, because he, he he did not call off the horses, that's for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, that's He was like play. a fake,
1: uh, fake, fake. <laughs>
2: uh- uh,
0: uh, to Willie, a so wide receiver option with Willie Sneed, and he hit um, he hit Tim Hightower for a big touchdown. <laughs> That's the one that made it forty nine. I thought, oh shit, they're gonna drop a fifty burger on him because it was. I mean, I think there were ten minutes left in the game at that point.
1: Man, <laughs> I'm sure it tasted delicious. Sean Payton
0: tastes
1: like the best red velvet cake ever. <laughs>
0: and what's and then i think the most like even more amazing in all of this is then you have the rams brass coming out this week with the same excuse that fisher's given well you have to understand what this team's been through in the last year they've been through a lot we've moved we had training camp in one town and we had our uh, off season workouts in another one and then we you know our team headquarters is in one city and we play in another city it's we've gone to London it's like that's really those circumstances are just you can't really you know account for that and we gotta judge we've gotta judge our coach on more than just the record. <laughs> it's like man, you got the same damn record every year. Right, You've what, had more what was, draft what picks than excuse, you know what to do with
1: what was the excuse last year. Like like that's the thing is If you're gonna use the excuse that excuse this year, what were the excuses the previous years when you didn't have to do all that shit and you still had the same to quote your head coach, seventy nine bullshit? So, you know, it it is what it is. People will justify whatever the hell they want to though. Oh yeah. You know, the same people will hurriedly, you know, fire coach too early or what have you are the same ones that turn around and say, well, no, you give them another year. They've been <laughs> traveling. They've been moving. Like, that wasn't by choice. Like, they didn't choose to leave. I mean, come on, man. You, you, you're, saying, you, you're saying all this with the smallest violin in the world playing in the background? <laughs> Nobody has any fucking sympathy for you the way you did the city of St. Louis? And now it's always us. We've yeah. been moving across the country, yeah. and, and, and so that's why we suck on the field? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> It's week fucking 13, okay? I can understand if y'all got out the gate slow. But it's week fucking 13.
0: Yeah. And you've <laughs> actually gotten worse because they went on, they had like a little three-game winning streak there for a while. I mean, I think they were even above 500 at one point.
1: Yep, beat the Bucks here. Yeah.
0: Yeah, which was kind of a fluke, too. But, yeah, they were 3-1 at the beginning of October. <laughs> And then the wheels just came right off, and they had that one one win since then was that weird nine and six one at the jets. Uh-huh. a nine and six nail biter <laughs> 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 No, it'll be funny cause they won't fire Fisher. You watch I guarantee i will I will bet you a beverage of your choice right now that they will not fire Fisher and sure as shit, but they'll to save face. There'll be some other people lose their jobs on that staff. They'll be on their somebody's fourth offensive it, coordinator.
1: Of course, somebody will get fired. You know, somebody's got to be to blame for it it's taking so long for Jared Golf to start, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, it's, it's, somebody's gonna get fired, but it ain't Joe Fisher because no. he's tough like.
0: Yeah, the buck never stops there.
1: <laughs> yeah, man, I, I just wonder what, what attendance is going to look like. You know, after all this and. Uh, Eric Dickerson stuff. I wonder if people are going to stop coming at some point.
0: It's now. I mean, it, you have to take it with a grain of salt because of the like. You know, the Coliseum holds like ninety thousand people. But the Rams, just like they were in St. Louis, are one of only two teams in the NFL with attendance below ninety percent this season.
1: I bet. I and, bet.
0: And Is they're getting. Any- and they're getting outrated. the T V ratings are in the mar- in the LA market. They're getting they got out they're getting outdrawn by other NFL games, the USC games. <laughs> I mean
1: Well the thing is, you know, you can be bad, but at least be excited. Yeah. You know, and, and look, the Reds are exciting to me because I'm a football guy and I love defensive line play. Yeah. But your average fan wanna see a bunch of scoring. Yeah. And your offense moving the ball and all this stuff. There, you can't be bad and boring. Yeah. Right? You cannot, especially in fucking L.A.
2: Uh-uh.
1: So, um, but hey, you know, they 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 moved, and evidently that's excuse enough for your coach to suck again. Yeah. And that, that's who the Rams are these days. It, it looks like that's who they're going to be for a while,
2: too.
0: Yeah. Every year. I mean, it's five years of it. It's It's just amazing. It's amazing. And then, like, 22 years as a head coach, and this is the same 7-9 and bullshit over and over and over again. And still, you get a contract extension. (laughs) Imagine anyone else being that bad at their job.
1: Man, you'll swear there was some kind of pictures or something involved, you know. But hey, it is what it is. Um,
0: I saw the Patriots because they play the Patriots this week. I saw some of the Patriots. Well, oh, yeah, that was the other thing yesterday was – he didn't know who the Patriots' running backs were. He complimented Danny Woodhead's play this year.
1: <laughs> Danny Woodhead, who ain't been there in a couple years, and is actually on IR right now. Like, dude, how do you do that when you watch film? Like, you're you're a head coach. Of course, you're supposed to watch film. I can expect some random dude on Twitter not to know that. Yeah, but you. Of all people, the head coach is throwing... Why would you even throw names out there if you wasn't sure? Like, there's that, like some stuff... To, yeah, you have to get psychological eva- evaluation to make sure hey man, something going on? You know, you stressed out? How do you make that big of a mistake? It ain't like the dude just got traded or something. He literally hasn't been there in a couple of years. And the best they do have look a little bit different from Danny Woodhead, is all I'll say. I mean, it's hard, it's hard to say you mistook him <laughs> for one of them on film, is all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying.
0: <laughs> He's just a he, grit-recognized grit, grit Stephen. Hey. <laughs> it's just, well, it's hard to study tape. I mean, it's hard to get ready for your next opponent when you're, uh, when you're having a spat with, you know, one of the franchise's few Hall of Fame players.
1: Yeah, you know, and you're moving, and you're moving, of course. Exactly. So that's maybe that's why he couldn't get around. He didn't get around the film before the press conference.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's a it's a hoot. I'm telling you what. It's it made my week. I um, it made my week until I saw the team COO coming out to say that they were um that they uh, that they were probably going to extend that they can't judge Fisher on his record alone. (laughs) Then I'm just like, oh, man, I give up.
2: (laughs) Yeah, for real.
0: (laughs) Oh, man, let's see. What else have we got? You know, a game that could be kind of interesting this week is the Raiders are hosting the Bills.
1: Yeah. Uh, um, (laughs) I was actually on another program earlier, and uh, I forgot I picked the Bills. And I got to tell you, I'm not exactly sure why I picked (laughs) him. Not (laughs) too
0: late to change.
1: Yeah, I might might have to. Um, I think that my logic was that the strength of the the Raiders is, you know, their pass Mm rush. But Tyrod Taylor can kind of, you know, he can kind of mitigate that with his legs a lot of times. And I think if he can get away from Khalil Mack and those guys, that he has a chance to make some plays down the field and Sammy Watkins, May or may not be back. He was back last game, but I guess his foot hurting again after the game. Um, But, yeah, I might be making that change later on. I mean, the Raiders are looking good right now. Oh, and that's what it was. Carr's finger. Like, I haven't really seen anything about Carr's finger since (laughs) then. it was dislocated, but I don't know if it was broken or anything like that. But I just, you know, he came back and finished the game strong. But just when your finger is done like that, the next week, to me, is a big deal. How you can grip the football and stuff like that. You know, in the moment, you can tape it up and keep it from swelling up real big and stuff like that. But I just wonder how his finger has progressed this week.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because he came back out after that. And, like, that first series, he struggled a little bit. Now, he was a little bit better, but.
1: Yeah, he he threw the interception or what have you, and you got uh, what's his name, uh, the former linebacker, saying what well, I played, I felt, I feel, I, I just
0: oh, cut my uh, shit, was it Romanowski? Romanowski,
1: well, what I played, I was one to cut my finger. He's a fucking quarterback, Romanowski, <laughs> and it was he
0: on his
1: throwing hand. Right? What are you talking about, dude? Seriously. <laughs> I mean, I know a lot of – look, I'm a former player, so sometimes I have to fight the urge to do that too. Back in my day, I do something, (laughs) But come on, man. He's a fucking quarterback. What what does that have to do with anything?
0: Great moments and hot takes.
1: Yeah, but I mean, like I said, he ended – I was wondering how he would uh, do, but he he ended up finishing strong. So, you know, I'm just not sure that's going to be the case – the week after, though.
0: Yeah, because so. I wonder about something like that, too. Is like, well, in the midst of a game like that, when that happens, is maybe you, I mean, and I'm not obviously a doctor, and I don't even play one on TV, so I can't really comment too much on it. But you just kind of wonder, it's like, hey, give him a quick, you know, you got a little adrenaline because it's in, in the middle of a game. It's crunch time in the fourth quarter. You got to get back out on the field. But, like, I've dislocated my thumb like that before. Like, it, like, just popped right out like out of socket and was pointing straight up and like it hurts and it hurts worse in the days after you have that. And like, it's still all fucked up. Like it's still a lot bigger than my other thumb. Like the joints all swole up just for permanent now. And so like, I wonder if that, you know, it's more of a problem now than it was even last Sunday.
1: Yeah. You know, like I said, I think that, that's the biggest thing right there is uh, how he'll bounce back from that <clears throat> this week if he'll be okay. I mean, it's his pinky finger, so it's not that important to throw the a football unless right. you can't really keep it off. You know what I'm saying? It could it could definitely make you less accurate if you don't have control over it, and then all of a sudden you get more on it than you want to. Uh, but, it, you know, it's not that vital. Normally you don't think of your pinky finger when you think about throwing a football in the first place. so. Yeah, uh, we'll see. You know, it'd be interesting to see how how they handle it too. Like, whether you wear a glove or what? Yeah. So,
2: um,
1: you know, it'll be interesting. But yeah, I, yeah, I might have to holler you out of this. <laughs> <laughs> yep, just submit. <laughs> I mean, look, man, look, I got fifteen. <laughs> out of I think you're leading right now, aren't you? Year. Yeah, I'm, look, I'm running away. And how about this for irony? I'm I'm surprised I actually haven't caught my tail behind it, but the only game I picked wrong was the Bucks game. I picked the (laughs) (laughs) So Yeah, all the games right except one and it just so happens to be my former team. I'm sure somebody'll get me before it's over. But look, I'm I'm riding the wave right now, so they be just giving away wins.
0: Man, that fifteen and one, that is that is pretty damn impressive.
1: I couldn't believe it. Like I was like, when I checked back, because you know, sometimes you make picks and you even forget that who you pick.
2: Uh-huh.
1: But, uh huh. But I like I looked up on Monday, expecting to have lost some other games. but I forgot who I picked, and I'm like, wait a minute, I'm doing pretty good right now. <laughs> <laughs> I actually "Had listen, I actually had a true story. Somebody emailed me this week asking me my advice on picking games, and I almost, <laughs> I almost emailed him the back like, listen." You don't really want to do that. I promise. <laughs> I'm, I'm nobody's genius with this. Most just mm. what that quarter. At? Let me flip this quarter. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't doing a whole uh, bunch of research and everything. I just, you know, I have an idea of who I think is the better team, and I just kind of go with it.
0: I'm happy to give you some advice on picking games for this week. Uh, but first, you better hit me up on PayPal.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and you, I got a no returns guarantee. We ain't getting nothing yet. If, you, if, if you choose to use my uh, advice, that is on you, buddy. Don't me at say. me. Listen, please don't. Please don't. Because well, my block button is acting. <laughs> But yeah, I was like I said, I was as surprised as anybody. So Man, I
0: know fifteen and one. I saw that when we were putting them together this week. I was like, damn. I, red
1: look, I'm too you, This is how bad it was. I went back today just to make sure again. Like I was like, did I really go fifteen and one? <laughs> <laughs> I went back and looked at, you know, because I see you my picks. I went back just to make sure, like, <laughs> I can't believe this. I really I really got fifteen i I'm right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it's, you, got, you got to stay on top of it because I'm telling you, the computer is creeping up there too.
1: Hey, man! Look, I'm telling you that their computer. That computer is kind of like casinos, you know. They, they don't build those big, pretty casinos because they lose, except for you know. But other than that, man, they, they build those pretty casinos because they win most of the time. So I'm, I'm always looking over my shoulder at the odd chart.
0: Oh yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's a uh, – it's interesting. I was looking at the games this week. There are a lot more picks where, like, people are sort of, like, across the board for it. Like, so there's which, – which usually there's obviously some pretty hip lopsided mismatches this week.
1: Yeah. I'm probably, like, the the only person you know, going rogue with this whole uh, Vikings over the Cowboys. But most of the games at least seem – to be kind of straightforward. Yeah.
0: About who, so You know no I, doubt. I here's one I ask you about because I think this is kind of an inter- setting up to be an interesting game too is the KC versus Atlanta one. Yeah. Um I mean I picked Atlanta, in Atlanta and I tend right? to think that Atlanta's probably gonna Yeah, they're in Atlanta and I tend to think that well Atlanta's probably got an edge because you know they can score they'll they could score more points
1: than the Chiefs can, but who knows? Well, the thing I, I'm I think I picked Kansas City, um,
0: yeah,
1: just because you know, watching what uh Justin Houston did last week, and he was my house of the week, mm-hmm. just you know, so impressed with that. And then he'll be playing on turf, which I think it even helped him a little bit more. Um, and that defense, you know. <laughs> look, when they have, uh, what, what's the young corner, uh, 22, when he's Peters. on the field, Peters, when he's on the field, that their defense is pretty damn good now. So, uh, on the other hand, uh, the the Falcons lost one of their better pass rushers. Um, what's his name? The kid that was here, Adrian Claiborne. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is going to be out for maybe a month or, or more, maybe a year. You're mm-hmm. um, saying, and and and, and True I won't s- yeah, and True Font too. I think he was hurt before the last game, yeah, or whatever. But um, with Claiborne, I don't think people really recognize how much of a contribution he's made as a pass rusher. He's his sacks. I think he maybe has like four, four or five sacks or something like that. So his sacks are good, but um, he's like that three technique that you need to help those speed rushers, uh, uh, Dwight Freeney and and Vic Beasley be able to do what they do on the edge. Him, um, you know, being such of a factor inside was a big deal for them. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure that they have anybody on their roster that can kind of replicate that inside as the inside pass rusher that he brought to him. So I I kind of think that's another reason why Kansas City might be able to squeak by uh the Falcons in Atlanta. So yeah. we we'll we'll kind of see how that, that works out because, you know, the defense um to me has been kind of up and down. I like Keanu Neal and what he's been doing. But um I, I just think with those guys out true like you point out True Font and Claiborne, um that defense is gonna have some issues, I think. Mm-hmm yeah. Or not. It's... I might look stupid. So. <laughs> <laughs> so.
0: What did you think of that Chiefs Broncos game last week? Did you think we were gonna get a tie?
1: I did. I, I really did. Um I was so surprised to see them try to field goal. Even in uh, I think they were in Denver. Just you know, I know look you trying to win, but I I'd almost went with a, a play, you know, to try to make it on convert on fourth down. Before I tried a field goal, alone precisely because of what happened. You, you know, not only do you not win the game, you give them the opportunity to win the game because of where the football is going to be spotted after the missed field goal attempt. Yeah. So I, I was pretty surprised that, that they did that. Um, I, I understand the mindset, or whatever, but man, it was just, you know, it, it sucks. And, and, and I get why some people don't agree with this, but in that situation, I'd rather have the, the tie than the loss. Yeah, am sorry. Like if it was a makeable field goal, that's one thing. But I, I feel like that was pretty much an unmakeable field goal, even in the best of circumstances. Yeah.
0: Well, and that too, you know, you think about, and I know this probably isn't the first thing, especially when, I mean, somebody said Kubiak literally had 10 seconds to make that decision. So this probably isn't something that's going through your head at the time. But, you know, a tie given where they were at in the, in the record and in the playoff standings with the Chiefs, you know, because they both would, and not that the playoffs start tomorrow or anything like that, but, you know, they both still would have had a wild card and they both would have evened up their records and they both, you know, they would have had the same record, both still in a wild card spot, both in good standing with, you know, in terms of their conference and division records. So that was sort of, you know, you take away just the weighing the odds of kicking it, punting it, or going for the play and you factor in that playoff thing was kind of, a whole nother thing to take into account there.
1: Yeah. I mean, because look, I, like I say, I understand that we try to play to win mentality, but if your ultimate goal is to get in the playoffs and not assume this what everybody's ultimate goal is because once you get in the playoffs, it's anybody's game, then you got to make, you know, a decision there. That's to me more, 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 uh, uh, advisable if you're trying to get to the playoff yeah you you, you can call me whatever you want to if i punt it or or go for it there but you know if we end up in a tie that probably helps my team get to the playoff yeah more so than the loss does.
2: yeah
0: you know it's interesting too because there was you know there's a couple things in that game i was thinking about like you they could have avoided that situation entirely and I guess, first of all, you go back to about three minutes or so left in regulation in that touchdown, that big, long touchdown that Fowler scored. Like, if he mm-hmm. stops before he gets to the goal line there.
1: Right. Which, you know.
0: Which, I mean. Just you
1: never know. know. Yeah. really sometimes,
2: so.
0: Yeah. It's uh, I don't know. That's tough. That's I, I like though when games get like that. I was glad to see that. I mean, it's Sundays are a long day for work, obviously, but it was. It's always fun to get to those in those games like that, especially where it does kind of come down to, you know, some wild ass sixty-two yard field goal. It's
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, because yeah, okay. and even then, you know, it wasn't a given that the uh, the Chiefs were able to move the ball far enough to get a field goal. Yeah. So it was definitely just, you know, exciting all the way to the end of the game. Yeah. Literally.
0: Yeah. And it had, like you said, it had some offense. It had great defense. Obviously, the defensive line performances in that game was, whew. I mean, you could have had two hosses alone out of that game.
1: Absolutely. It was <laughs> pretty ridiculous between Justin Houston and Von Miller. Those guys were really getting after it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That was, it's, it's always fun. It's fun when, those are just fun games like that. I'm, I'm glad. This Sunday night's game could be a good one too. I mean, it doesn't look great necessarily on paper and our panel picked Seattle across the board, but I don't know. There's always the chance that Seattle and Carolina could wind up being a pretty good game.
2: Well, yeah.
1: Like I said, the, the, the Panthers came all the way back on Oakland last week, you know? Yeah. Um, Some of that was due to to Derek Carr getting hurt for sure. But uh, the the Panthers, you know, they have a lot of talent. Um, You know, it hurts uh, when you don't have um, the linebacker. Keekly. Keekly out there. And you saw his replacement get abused a little bit by the Oakland tight ends. Um, But but they're a pretty good team, man. Their offensive line, you know, it's gonna be a situation for the you know remainder of the season. Uh, they just when Orr went out with that concussion, and he still hasn't come back. They really never recover from it, in my opinion. Even if they won the game, you know they, they've been an issue pretty much all season. And then, of course, they had to put Trey Turner out there, right tackle, um, and Trey Turner's a guard, mm-hmm. and you know, That's how how you get a situation where they actually did something smart for a change and they sent the running back over there to help the right tackle against Khalil Mack at the end of the game. But Trey Turner doesn't realize that he has the help. So he oversets and the running back is outside. And then Khalil Mack comes inside and gets the sack, calls fumble and fumble fumble recovery. Yeah. All in one play to end the game. So, um, you know, it's going to be an issue. Like I said, it's one of those things that's not going away, kind of like Seattle. But maybe the fact that both of their offensive lines suck right now will be kind of a, an evening factor there.
0: Yeah, well, and I, it seems like Carolina's pass rush has been a little better in the last month or so too than they were to start the season.
1: Yep, Charles Johnson looked pretty good. Uh, I was looking today. Uh, Ninety-seven has, I think he's leading the team in sacks, and he's a back. He's he's uh, Coney Ealy's backup. But he basically plays on passing down. So mm-hmm. um, they 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 come on. They they were they were pretty bad <laughs> early on. Uh, I picked Conan Ely as a breakout player, and yeah, i definitely got that one wrong. Uh, he <laughs> fooled a lot of people after that Super Bowl <laughs> performance. So I wasn't alone on that one. But yeah, he's still kind of not really getting after. It, but some of those other guys have really picked it up, man. Uh, you know, I, I always say this. Um, about charles johnson he's one of those guys who can roll out the bed and pass rush you know isn't real flashy necessarily doesn't have the you know the crazy get off and, and just you know run right by guys but he's a tactician and he's really starting to get home a little bit more and that's that's really helped them a lot too
0: yeah yeah it's uh it's interesting i mean they're
1: uh... but you just can't replace keekley you know? i mean you know what i'm saying you just can't no, you know, not they're at sure, all. They were able to get by last year when he was hurt, but, yeah. Uh, he's yeah, was with a better secondary.
0: He's just that, that linebacker. play. You just don't see that very often, what he can do there. It's just, I mean, obviously he's a stud against the run. He can cover. I mean, he covers like a safety, you know?
1: Yeah, like you said, he's a rare breed. so it's, you know, Ain't a whole lot of those walking around the streets.
0: No, not at all. I mean, it's just it's a rare – and that was tough to watch him go out when he had that concussion. I mean, it was an emotional moment for him, obviously. But it was – it's tough to see a guy – because he had a big – he missed a lot of time last year with a concussion, too, the beginning of the season. Yep. So hopefully uh, – And that's that's a pretty serious injury for a young guy.
1: Yeah. Or any guy. I think, like I said, Michael Orr, he still isn't back from here, so – And there were rumors like, that he might
0: retire yeah. –
1: yeah, well, I think in this situation, you are always gonna get those rumors. I'm not sure how true they are, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's a serious situation. So
0: yeah, it's a yeah, it's it's a tough one to see that. I, I don't. Want, that's what you know. You hate to see player. You'd hate to see a player like that leave the game. But at the same time, it's like you don't want to. You know, if you were in that situation personally, it's like you don't you don't fuck around with head injuries. You know what I mean?
1: With everything we know now, yeah. obviously not. You, you just can't because now we know, you know, the kind of damage those those injuries do long term. Yeah, especially if you continue to get them over and over again.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's a. Uh, I mean, you got because you got to think too. It's like you, if even if you have a long football career and you play till you're 35 years old, well, you're only 35 years old. You've got, you know, what. On average, fifty more years left. You gotta be, uh, you, you gotta be, uh, you're, that impacts your quality of life so much beyond just football. You know. Uh huh. But anyway, holy shit! Speaking of breaking news, I'm surprised this didn't happen the minute we hung up. But now there is a report that Gronk is having a ruptured disc on his back, having back surgery, expected to be out eight weeks. Yikes. Eight weeks, which would run right up to the AFC championship game.
1: And, it, you know, look, <laughs> you come off back surgery, it's not like you're going to get right back in there and play. Mm. So it's more likely that he, if, if that's what he's having, it's probably a lot more likely he never plays again this year, even if they, even if they go to the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah. So. Well, and that's what, was, <coughs> it was back surgery where he missed all that time his senior year in college too, wasn't it? I'm ninety nine percent sure.
1: I I can't remember. Um
0: and, but he's had back thing, issues but, before. But the 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 weird thing
1: is, um, I thought he played last week because they're saying that this happened against the Seahawks. Uh, Didn't me, he play against the Jets? Let me look. I know he had to come. I think he got hurt during the game, and he had to come out. But I was pretty sure he. Played yeah, he played. Jets. He
0: got. He he left early, but he was targeted twice.
1: Right, so if man, if somebody want to explain to me how he's playing with a ruptured disc now? Yeah, that's
0: that man. There's been that weirdness with Gronk and the Patriots medical staff over the years. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Where, like, the, the kind of comes out, the family, and then the, the family is pissed, and the agent are pissed off at the Patriots because they don't feel like he's being handled correctly. And this is interesting like, news because this. And, and
1: they were and I think. I think that's what it was like. Um, They were creating the impression he wasn't as hurt as he actually was. Which yeah. Was in turn, you know, kind of turning fans and stuff against him. So. Yeah.
0: And it's interesting, too, because the Gronkowskis are from Buffalo. And the guy that broke this story is is Vic Carucci, who's a longtime Buffalo Bills, a Buffalo beat writer.
2: Mm. That's interesting.
0: Interesting. That's, that's some inside Burt baseball shit. shit, but it is kind of interesting. You know what right. I mean?
1: Right. But regardless, you know, at the end of the day, man, if he's got a ruptured disc, good night.
0: Yeah. And that's uh that's tough for the Patriots, because it- the Patriots have already you know, been exposed a couple times this season now and, you know, we're presumably the AFC favorites. Now, they still got Bennett, and Bennett's healthy again, but still, Gronk's in a class of his own.
1: (laughs) Right, like, he was the one that made them prohibitive favorites for the Super Bowl, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, Just because of things you could do with he and Bennett in the game at the same time, and they showed those things almost immediately when they both you know, we're in there together when, when grunt got healthy.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, but you know, so I think that they'll soldier on. Um, but remember they, they got rid of, uh, Collins. Mm
2: -hmm. Um,
1: and so, you know, there might be a little bit of a drop off on defense. I know they played pretty well against the jets, but it's the jets. (laughs) Um, and now one of your biggest weapons on offense, you know, like I said, it probably won't play again this year. And, and, you know, looking long-term, we always talk about once you start having those back issues, that's usually it. Yeah, there ain't too many uh, happy stories that end with a happy ending after a guy has some, some back surgery.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: so especially something like a ruptured disc. So we'll see. But as for this year, I think they still probably get, you know, the number one seed. But they're obviously going to be quite less likely to win it all Without Grunt, wow. than they would be with them.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, and those two tight ends. I mean, the bulk of their offense. That's who you know. That's where the bulk of their yards and touchdowns are coming from. And now that's kind of. I mean, Bennett Amendola, Edelman, Chris Hogan. Will ha- I mean, I guess you'll have to get a little bit more out of Chris Hogan.
1: Yeah, he's been been a little banged up all year. Off mm-hmm. and on. Um, I like when he was healthy. I thought he did some really good things for him. Um, but he's been he's been kind of in and out, so we'll see.
0: Yeah, they're all banged up. Brady was what Brady. There was some question whether he'd play last week or not, even.
1: Yeah, wasn't he like questionable all the way up? Yeah, to
0: and then you play? see that that gif going around of him kind of like hobbling down the field on the uh, and the Jets players respectfully didn't hit him while he was kind of.
1: Yeah, like he was going to block, and then they did. <laughs> <play. laughs> But I think it's more just they know basically if you touch Tom Brady, usually you're going to get a flag. So Yeah,
0: exactly.
1: There's you know, really no reason. It might have been like a tackle for a loss or just a couple yards. So,
0: yeah.
1: It was smart. But back in the day, yeah, you would expected him to get lit up on that.
0: Yeah. That's uh, <laughs> not like Cam Newton where you don't get a flag if you hit it. Well, that, that changes things in the AFC. That's interesting. That's kind of. Kind of a that's a big freaking deal for them, and I was just looking at the because Antonio Gates is close to breaking Tony Gonzalez's record for uh, touchdowns by tight end, and I was looking down the list, and you know a healthy Gronk, I mean he'd blow that record out of the water in you know five or six more seasons, but you got to kind of wonder now if five or six more full seasons is even realistic at this point.
1: Like I said, (laughs) ain't no. Ain't many happy endings after back surgery. Uh-uh. You already saw uh uh what's his name with the Texans, uh Watt. JJ Watt with the back injury this year and, and the back surgery, and then he comes back too early and, and re-injures it. Yep. It's you know, it would be a shame that two of the best players of this generation end up having their careers kind of stalled out because of back injuries but it happens that way a lot probably more than people
0: yeah yeah and that's what's always so amazing when you see those records like the gonzales record or brady's record where wins or manning or any of that any of those guys just that the longevity and how rare that is from a player you know how rare it is for a guy to play 12 years in the nfl you know
1: Yeah, I mean, because so much of it is tied to staying healthy. And it's so hard to stay healthy. It's such an anomaly that, you know, look, it's guys that obviously aren't that good to have a hard time staying healthy. But you're talking about starters who are playing out there every game and, you know, getting hit. If you're, you know, a tight end or a defensive lineman, you're probably taking on contact 50, 60 times a game. And some kind of way, you know, just these rare guys, those guys with the records are so rare that they're able to stay on the field
0: somehow. Yeah. Uh, You know, and that's kind of interesting too, to bring it, bring it back kind of what we started talking about on the podcast here today with the Thursday night football thing. That's one of the things Madden said is like, he goes, you're veteran players. When you play on a Sunday, it's usually not until Thursday in his experience at any rate where those guys feel close to a hundred percent again, because it just takes that much time to recover from playing a football game. And then you throw those guys out there again on Thursday night and make them play a Thursday night game and how that, that overextension of football isn't just, you know, we've talked about it in the context of TV ratings and the quality of play and stuff like that. But the impact that that has on guys' careers over the long run.
1: I mean, he's absolutely right. Uh, You go through so much, you know, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday just to get your legs back under you. Usually, after a Sunday game, and then around Thursday, you start feeling a little bit better. Friday is usually a day when you don't wear pads or anything. Back in the day, you just Mm -hmm. have on the help and run around, and that's probably you know when you really start feeling like your legs are up under you. Yeah. So um, you know, he's absolutely right on that one, And, and and. And and so that also, on the other hand, it it kind of precludes coaches from practicing, you know, real hard leading into that Thursday night game. So that's also a factor, too. It's not just the guys are banged up or whatever, but now they also aren't getting, you know, good practice time ahead of time. So that's why a lot of these games just look like trash. You you know, guys not on the same page, um, a little off here and there. And that's all it takes for our offense, especially to look awful on Thursday night.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But hey, money, money, money.
1: they going to give up
0: that money. That's right. Can't. You got to get that league to gotta get to $25 billion a year, man. And uh, who knows what cost that comes with? You know, that's uh, that that's not something you got to think about, I guess, huh? But uh, uh, who knows? Well, Stephen, we're coming up on an hour, but I feel like. We should probably end on a positive note. And I'll tell you a positive thing I noticed in looking at the schedule this week, the Browns will not lose in week 13. I will guarantee you that. Cause they're
1: on a, bomb. listen, look, I put all my money down on that one for sure. <laughs> Everything. 59 on it. And they will not win. They will not lose this week. It's <laughs> impossible
0: well They're and maybe awesome. they'll be rested up and then cause then they host the bingles the week after this
1: yeah I don't know you
2: know it,
1: it, NR, NRG3 looks like he might be coming back so it, yeah, we'll see they run out of weeks so, though look I, I was adamant that they wouldn't go 0-16 but I'm not so sure anymore
0: <laughs> it's getting tougher and tougher to do <laughs> the math is against them at this point Oh man. All right, Steven. Uh good show. Let's uh man, we're getting into the it's crunch time. It's December, man. This is a uh, this is it. We're uh, we're in the stretch run and more and more we're going to be talking about the, the how the playoffs are stacking up in the weeks ahead. So, I'm looking forward to that. It's always a good it's always fun time of year in the NFL.
1: Yeah. Look, it, it doesn't really get much better than this. It, it, you're going to really see uh, the teams that, that that kind of rise to the crop, and, and some of them they start falling back. Um, you know, it, it's it's one of those things where, <laughs> look, the Bucks were um, after week thirteen last year were like six and six and looked mm-hmm. like they might go to the playoffs. Lost the last four games after Kwan Alexander got uh, suspended. So we still really don't know how this is all going to turn out, mm-hmm. especially in some of the like the the wild card racer. So it, it's very exciting to see which one of the teams step up, like I said, and, and which one, um, you know, kind of fall to the wayside. Yeah. And that reminds me. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and change the Oakland. So, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. All right, I am making it's, a note and now we got,
2: yeah. <laughs> we got <laughs> yeah, just God, God
0: me. in the world. It can hear us on this podcast, changing this pick. So we
1: got yeah, you know, nothing about uh, Rex Ryan says rising or, or cream rising to the top it just none about him says it (laughs) yeah i'm I'm gonna go with oakland
0: (laughs) all right duly noted and with that i will run and make this change and uh we'll meet again and talk about football next week
1: sounds good